Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Toby Basham, MD. Co-host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant-Bernard. Alex will not be in today because she has a cold and she's coughing up a storm, so she won't be here. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. So what's the latest? Yeah, she said if we had cough buttons, she'd come in. But yeah, I've guys... talked to them about installing those. We'll probably do that in the coming weeks. But They're a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. Another thing is you guys don't want to get sick, so it's no. better for sick people to stay home. This is an especially unpleasant... Well, I mean, I don't know. Some colds give you like that sinus throat pain this yes. one doesn't do that so that's nice oh. well that's that's that's, that's nice you know, you're coughing up a lung for three or four weeks but aside from that you know you don't get uh. that that sinus pain <laughs> i would rather cough than crazy. have that pharyngitis crap i know that yeah. hurts like hell i know it does you're back in your sinus and your sphenoid sinus yep, i think that's exactly. where it's a god-awful thing or, uh-huh nothing you can do about it either well what are you gonna do yeah. What are you going to do? What can one say, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe she's Take got a COVID. Bunch of Tylenol. Maybe she get tested. Maybe she get mm. on the medicine. <clears throat> get you know, that flu COVID combo test. I don't know. Everybody I know that's had COVID lately are just like, it's just a cold. It really is. They're not even, nobody's going to the doctor. Nobody's It's endemic. Medicine. It's become the, another rhinovirus, basically. And what, oh, yeah. they, and what they've what they've done is that he's still reporting on it. There's places oh. that still report on, oh, you know, they're still trying to run the line score about how many deaths there have been, how many people are in the hospital. Has this increased? Oh. Has it decreased? Oh, the incidents. Oh, they go through this whole thing all the time. And, it, and I'm kind of, you're right. It's it's just part of uh, the sicknesses we world. get. 
and it just sort of faded away. Just no, and I mean, even if it is still killing people, there's not a whole <laughs> lot we can do about it. Yeah, it well, just you, it is what it is. Well, there are treatments. I mean, there are there treat, medication treatments for this. So yes, there's something you can do. But the people who who are at risk, who are getting it, those are the people who should be taking the medication. Yes, exactly. You know, so if you've had a kidney transplant and you think you have COVID, oh, you better get tested so you can mm -hmm. get on the medication and get treatment. Well, it's kind of like well, we just we accept influenza as part of life. Yeah. yeah. You know, we accept bronchitis as part of life. We accept pneumonia as part of life. This is just another, you know, a part of We got rid of polio, and now we have COVID. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> well, it's the law of equivalent yeah, exchange. There's a big trade-up. Yep. Well, oh, it I, you sure know, is. When I'm sick, I know if I'm so sick, I need to go to the doctor. Right? I mean, most people, if you're really, really, really sick, you're going to go to the doctor. That's so right. you'll get treated. Yet, there are certain racial subsets uh, that uh, don't seek out medical care. And, oh. and and that's and this it, is true. And it and it, it it's just it's hard to explain. It's not racism. It's not uh, bigotry. It's not uh, withholding medical care. It's just that they are just less likely to go for care. Well, and, they've been told that they're going to get bad care because of their skin color, so they yeah, don't even well, try. And that's their fear. That's yep. their fear. Yet they get mm. blame the people who brainwashed them. Yeah. Yet they get great care. Just like every place, else, mm -hmm. regardless of whether you have money or not, whether or not you have insurance or not, you get exactly the same care I get. Yep. I think that it, that probably that was true at one point because I know that the homeless population down here, they are very happy when they go to the doctor and are treated beautifully. What's well, the thing? I mean, yeah. maybe it was true 60 years ago, but right. I mean, that was 60 years ago. A lot of things are different. It's like going to the store and wondering where all the cassette tapes are. It's like, well, they used to have <laughs> yeah. them. Well, yeah, I they know. used to 30 years ago. They're gone now. Get yeah. over it. Yeah, and 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 you know, the, we do we 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 haven't been able to move to uh, drinking out of the same drinking fountain, using the same bathrooms, using the same doors. I mean, things have changed. Generally, have changed, and, so. and, and you know, and they've changed across the board. Are they perfect? No. Are they ever going to be perfect? No. But we're really doing everything we mm -hmm. can in America, in America, to have this uh, uh, change for the better. I hope Is so. Is that guy talking loud enough in the lobby? Somebody's in the lobby. Well, somebody's talking really loud. Well, mom, can you even hear it? I heard a little something. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Quiet down, for Christ's sake. Pipe down, you. Well, we need to soundproof the doors, for one. Yeah, we definitely need to soundproof the doors. You're absolutely right. Well, when you're on the air, people should also just not be Just yelling. shut up. That'd be well, the really studios nice. in general Hello? need more. You know that stuff we have on the walls in the Florida studio? Yeah. We need to do that. You mean the mattress pads? They are mattress pads, <laughs> yes. They're but they work really well. Is, is that hanging mattress pads up on the wall? With, yeah, uh, with we, tacks, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, the foamy, the foamy mattress topper mm -hmm. stuff works great as baffling. It works very, very well. Maybe put one up on this glass here. So I don't have to look at you, Andy. There you oh, there you start there. Do they have a one-way mattress pad? <laughs> i got to ask you guys a question. Because there are all these pictures in all the publications across America now. Cancel student debt. 
Where did oh, we ever God get the sakes. idea that I should pay your tuition? I, what? Cautions so have been saying that for the past probably so 40 that, years. I know. But it's, 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 it's politicians just trying to get elected. They, they're, they're from college areas like they're AOC. Buying, yeah, yep. And that's how they get elected. They get all the students rallied that they're going to cancel their debt, and they believe them. It worked in 2022. Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. And clearly the higher education is working that they believe them. Yeah. Yeah, so critical thinking is it seems mm-hmm. to be really worked well for them. I I mean, know. And even over the last two elections, they've been saying that nothing has happened. You know, they just they just came to keep buying into it. Oh, yeah, now they're going to cancel. Oh, now they're going to cancel. I'll tell you what, I've been waiting for 60 years for them to reduce taxes, and guess, and they have not. So. Ain't happening. They ain't happening. They have every well again. This state has seventeen and a half billion dollars sitting in the bank, and they will not give it back to the people who gave it to them in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we'll pay your debt, but if you paid in, we're not. Think, would you ask them to quiet down, Andy? They're really loud. Who is okay. it? Who's out there? I don't know. What's just, happening? Just tell them to calm down a little bit. Um, but in any case, it uh, yeah, I, I just don't understand why I'm responsible for all your stuff. Well, the the unintended consequence of them paying off all this debt means that the universities then are going to become into come into a third party payer system. Yeah, where they're not going to get paid as much for educating youth. And that and that so that's a it's a you know, university should be very careful with regards to this because what's going to happen if you pay off all this debt, which really has gone to the universities? Yes. Well, what are you going to do moving forward? Are the students that are starting now are what are going about their debt, or are they going to have debt, or are they just going to pay uh, the universities straight straight away? Yeah, that's the and thing. And not have a debt. Are you are are our as our university system now going to become a public system that we all pay for, mm-hmm. and everybody can go for another four, five, ten, I twenty years, that. wherever you. Right? So it's a bizarre. You know, there's unintended consequences, and that's one of them. I don't know how they justify paying off all that debt. Well, I have a question for you. So, how much is uh, tuition at the University of Minnesota now for your average student? I think I would guess twelve, twelve thousand a year. Oh, I think it's higher than at that. At University now. of Minnesota? Yeah, uh, 15,000 no. 15, in state tuition or out state? That is in state. Out of state is 34. $15,000 per year. So 60,000 yeah. go to for get, just a bachelor's. Get your get your bachelor's degree. And that's not including uh, does that books. include like dorms and that kind of no. thing? No. 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 no, 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 there you no. Go. So the, the, that's the book, just tuition. So books yep. fees boarding, you know, and you know, when I, when I was an out-of-state resident at Arizona State University, my tuition was, oh, man, $2,500 per year, per wow. year, and that was yep. at that time. But but the inflation rate has not pushed it up to at this level. I mean, no, no, I don't pushed it up this high. Well, and, let's see, inflation and calculator. My, and, and I've said this before, my total into my total tuition bill for four years of medical school as an in-state resident at the University of Utah was $1,800. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Yeah. And what year was this? This was. Oh, I finished in. Oh, come on. What kind of a question is that? And yeah. When, and when did I finish? It's relevant I, to inflation. Uh, nineteen sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. No. No, not nineteen sixty-eight. Everything. Sixty-nine. Just one second. Just one second. Eighteen forty-two. Did you say? Yeah. Seven. So it would have been nineteen. It would be nineteen seventy-eight. That makes more 78. sense. Yeah, 1978. That makes more sense. You were in school medical school is eight years, years long, at least. Nine, nine years to get the medical yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, let's nine see. Years. Today, that is 8600 bucks. Where? At the University of Utah? 
No, I mean, that would be inflation adjusted. 8,600. 8, so 8,600. Yep. So make it 10,000. Yeah. For four, four That's years. It's still so. less than one year these now, days. Now, now, oh, it's all way less than one year. Yep. I can't, you go to medical yep. school, it's 30, 30 to 40. Yep. 50 if you're in some place, I'm certain. I mean, it's just, it's just astronomical. Oh, Ivy League schools even more. And you're, yeah. and you're, and you're, and as a medical student, you're a wedge. It's the simplest tool you just used. Uh, for a bunch of stuff, and you have to accept that as part of you know you're you're supplementing mm -hmm. the workforce uh, when you're there. You're being educated, you're getting compensated in that way, but you're just part of that workforce, doing history and physicals, doing the stuff, starting IVs, all that stuff. You're just part of it. And then people wonder why medical bills are so expensive. Well, every time a doctor graduates, they have a million dollars in debt, so they kind of have to charge a lot to pay off that debt. If you look at the uh, actual costs of becoming a physician as far as tuition goes in today's dollars, and if you look at the deferred income, if you had gone into yep. something like, an, if you had become a CPA after three years of college, yep, which is possible, it's difficult, but four years of college. If you look at that deferred income, you're at least three quarters of a million dollars to a yep. million dollars in uh, actual and virtual debt. Yeah, because, I mean, if you go to medical school right out of college, I mean, the earliest you can become a doctor feasibly is probably, what, 26? Yeah, 20, 26, 27, because you end up with, uh, you have to have at least two years of training, residency training, mm -hmm. uh, before, so before you really you have the skill set to really take care of patients. So you're 26 years old, you've never really had a job, you've never yep. had any real life experience, you've been in school your whole life. And now all of a sudden you have to pay off seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's, yeah, you're going to have to charge a lot to do that. And if you and if you'd gone into an accounting and become uh, at a CPA firm, you have, working the same number of hours, you'd be very close to becoming a partner. Oh yeah, absolutely. After, oh God, yeah, residency and internship. God, after, you're working after, after, eighty hundred hours a week. So it's it's no one really appreciates that. No, they don't. So. I mean, yes, a lot of it is hospital administrators are greedy and horrible but there is there's an objective like need for charging a lot of money and it's due to the university system yeah but it doesn't go to the physicians it goes to the hospital oh yeah that's the thing i mean physicians make a decent amount of money yeah, even but the hospital administrators make more well yes they do hospital administrators make a whole lot of money if i can get that job you know any if there's any hospital administrator jobs out there looking <laughs> with somebody oh, that's uh, zero experience with no i mean hey i've been in hospitals before <laughs> i've been admitted I've, we've had kids you know it's plenty of hospital the, experience how about those health care numbers how about those when the guy retires from uh, one of the units here 250 million dollars we're not supposed to yeah. talk about Tim's income. It's in Tim Lammers, two hundred million. <laughs> polite. Are we, I'm coming in in the middle of this. Does this have something to do with the uh, loan forgiveness deal that's going on right yeah. now? Yeah. Yep. Twenty thousand dollars isn't going to make a big dent in seven fifty, is it, Ralph? No, no that, it, it does doesn't, not. Doesn't touch it. One, I thought you know. that they weren't going to do it. No, I they can't. Talking about? Yeah. They can't because it's, it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. They were promising something that they couldn't deliver on, knowing that they couldn't deliver on it, to trick people into voting for them. Deal. Yep. It, that's yeah. all it yep. was. Yep. Yep. It's and like it, they might as well they might as well have promised everyone a free unicorn. And then <laughs> all of a sudden they get elected and they're like, Oh gee, we can't deliver on the unicorns because they don't exist. But right. thanks for voting for but us. I want one. Mom wants a unicorn. I don't know, the a horn unicorn. dangerous. I yeah, suppose, nice. yeah. I, well, like I said, when I went to college in 1969, I went for one day and it cost me 900 bucks. 
That was a tuition for the year, nine hundred dollars. Yeah. You also oh, you didn't go stand wow. in line for four hours to get your fee back. No, I did not. I yeah, gave him the nine hundred bucks. You didn't. Goodbye. Yeah, you've got something like twenty days to drop a class. Oh, do you? Nobody told you that. I've dropped nope. many a class. Nobody told Boy. me I could drop, get my money back if I dropped the class. Tommy, yeah. I think with interest, they owe you a lot of money. Yeah, they owe me like yeah. three, four million, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no question about it. So what's up, Timmy? It was good to see you last night. Yeah, you too, man. That was great. It was great seeing meetings, uh, a lot of different Hubbard broadcasting folks. And, of course, some familiar faces like uh, you, of course, Pat Eberts. Pat Eberts know. was there, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of fun, man. You're probably sick of seeing me already. You've seen me two times in the last week now. I know, it's a disaster. I'm a goddamn disaster, what can I say? <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun, man. You can feel the energy in the air. There's something special happening here. So it I, I almost like sounds it. like that Buffalo Springfield song, doesn't it? There's something happening, happening here. I love that song. <laughs> I love hey, that song. Hey, uh, Catherine, I was telling yes. Tommy last night that I have a contact for Pej Vadat, who is in City on the Hill. Oh. Uh, he is, at, see, I haven't seen the show. He's like a, 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 one of the detectives or something. Yep. Is that okay. what he is? Uh, yeah, so if you guys want to talk to him, I'll certainly put you in touch. And, sure, uh, absolutely. You can ask if Kevin Bacon is really that big of a prick. Ah. Uh! Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> he is a mean guy in that show. There's no doubt about it. You he know, is, though, that's just... what makes it great, though, because it's these guys that always kind of give you that. Well, and rightfully so. I mean, I know you've probably talked to him a bunch of times before, and I, I only interviewed him once, but he's a really affable guy, you know, and it's oh, he's those great good guy. guys. Yep. Yeah, great guys that you just don't expect that sort of thing from them. So when they do it, it's like, oh, my God. This is the dark side. This is the evil twin of Kevin Bacon. Yes. So, you know, everything that you've said about the series, I don't have Showtime. I think it's a Showtime uh, series, It correct? is, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's why I haven't seen any yet. But I interviewed Pej Vidat. He is actually the younger version of Jeff Bridges' um, nemesis in The Old Man. Oh, so yeah. I interviewed him for that series, and then we just talked briefly about City on the Hill because it hadn't come out yet. He couldn't say a lot. But, uh, yeah, it was it was cool. He's a really good guy, and uh, so I think you guys would enjoy talking with him. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. You spell his first name, what, P-E-G, Pej? P-E-J. P-E-J, okay. Yeah, Vadat, I think it's V-A-D, V-A-H-D-A-T, Pej Vadat. It is V-A-H-D-A-T. You're absolutely right. American actor yes, Pej yes. Vadat. Yes, very, very cool. So now you were saying something, though, Tom, that that show might be done. Yeah. I mean, done, done. Alex, uh, I'm Alex, Catherine, didn't they, didn't they uh, announce that season three was the last season? Uh, that's what I understand. But who knows if some other network will pick it up or streaming <laughs> service Bacon or something. Is, he's afraid of being typecast as a prick. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> I would be afraid. I would be afraid. There you I'm go. like, Kevin Bacon is the worst human being in the world. God, he's a good actor. Well, he let's is. not forget oh, what they yeah. went through. No wonder he's a prick. You know what they went through, right? What, what do you oh, mean? Oh, yeah. He and his wife. You mean the, with, the, with uh, what's his face? Bernie Madoff. Madoff. 
stole oh, all of their money. Oh, that's right. Hey, oh. If, if Kevin Bacon turned into an owly prick because of that, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't either, to tell you the truth. I can't imagine what I would do. God, can you Holy God, that? that's crazy. I mean, he drained them of pretty much everything, didn't he? He took almost all their money. Yep. Oh, he did. God, what a scum. Horrible human being. Yeah, uh, yeah that... Uh... Yeah, that's socially unexcusable for someone to prey on a certain group uh, of people. I, 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 that, that that part of it, the money aside, that part of preying on on you're being Jewish and preying on Jewish people primarily. Yeah, it just it that just is just sickening. I mean that. Ugh. Yeah, Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon. There you have it. And Sandy Koufax, didn't he go after his money, too? Did he really? Uh, how do you I go after Sandy did. Koufax? Jesus. Andy, will you look that up? Did Bernie Madoff go after Sandy Koufax? Don't touch Sandy Koufax. What the hell's wrong with you? Even though he crippled the twins in the 65 World Series, <laughs> which yes. I'm never going to get over. Sandy Koufax was among them. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I, I, I know one uh, uh, attorney in town who's whose parents and he, he does he does um, trusts and things like that and investment planning and that sort of stuff he, he his parents came to him and said look at this Bernie guy oh you know? no and his parents took a shot uh, through this whole oh, thing no. and he said no this doesn't seem right to me I don't think you should be sending money to this guy this these checks are going into a private account this doesn't make a lot of sense I, I don't think right. it's a good thing and they just didn't accept his rec- recommendation I mean the guy's smart a really smart guy and nope so they they lost a piece a good piece of change with Bernie. Oh boy! And and what the what the advice should have been is there's this cool thing coming up in a few years called Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> None for it's me. It's always thanks. something, isn't it? It is it's always something. Always something. I remember there was a Catherine and I had a couple of neighbors down in Florida, and they were worth about eighteen twenty million bucks and in the bank. Madoff hit, and the next time I saw the wife. Uh, in that uh, couple, she was over at Walgreens, and she was trying to work out a bargain on some, I don't know, some kind of medication. They didn't have any money. They, he, he took all $18 million of their money, and they oh were so broke God. they couldn't afford to buy oh medication. Oh, that's tragic. How can it's you do that tragic. to me? Uh, it is. Yeah, I mean, just a, yes, zero compassion. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, the, 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 the. Uh, greed is good, like uh, what's his name said, Michael Douglas in Wall yeah. Street, right? Remember yeah. that? Crap, yeah, greed is good. Yeah, people were all in. They just, they 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 just put, hey, I'm all in on this poker hand, all in, and that's and that's what happened. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets 
at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We have a caller. Does the caller have a name? Uh, hey, it's Tom from Malacca. Tom, how, oh, Malacca, how's lovely Malacca? Oh, cold. I don't know. I'm on the I'm on the road, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, what's going on, Tom? Uh, I just wanted to comment about the student debt. Yeah, we had, it kind of ties in with the COVID deal. Back in the end of March of 21, my 20 year old daughter brought us home COVID. So we all. I just got done signing, uh, co-signing a student loan for for the fall for the next semester. Mm-hmm. Well, her first day back to work after we spent ten days locked in the house together, she leaves work and gets killed in a head-on crash. Oh my oh, God, Tom! Oh, oh God, so, I'm so COVID sorry. ended up being the best thing that happened to us because without it, we would have never got the last ten days together. That's true. But what oh, pissed wow. me what pissed me off oh. was. They forgave the student loan because she had gotten killed, but why does the college still get to keep it when it got forgiven? Isn't yeah. that amazing? That doesn't make yeah. any sense. They, they, yeah. It was, because they're she greedy never pigs. Used any of that money. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's bullshit. No, I agree. Like, well, good news is, is we forgive it, so you don't have to pay it, but the school still gets to keep it. And I just I thought mm. it was stupid. You know, Tom, we need more people like you because you watch the national news at night, you read the newspapers, you listen to politicians. All they talk about is how horrible everyone else is. My God, life sucks. It's just terrible. Everything's horrendous. And then you come on, and all you talk about is appreciating the 10 days you got to spend with your daughter before she died. That well, my, we daughter, need... my doctor thought I was batshit crazy. I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. I am thankful for COVID. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, on the, I'm always mm-hmm. on the road. I lost a lot of my kids growing up because of being on the road to, you know, support the family. Yep. And, yep. you know, you always know something like that can happen. But, Jesus Christ, you just don't ever think it's going to happen to you. No. And it just, you know, there's no there's no, no pain in the world than losing a kid. There's I would just, imagine. And, you know, I, seven days, seven months to the day later, I lost my father. And it was like I started <sighs> feeling guilty because I loved my dad to death. He was the best guy I ever known, and but it just wasn't the same. I don't know if it yeah. was still shock or what, but, right. yeah. And with the whole COVID thing, everybody's affected differently. Me and my daughter, we've had worse hangovers in our life where my <laughs> wife got pneumonia in both lungs and oh, she couldn't uh... breathe and... We got put her on ivermectin before they outlawed it and cured her in two days. So I don't, I don't know. I Tom, don't know what the answer is. I'm just telling you, we need more people like you. You, you. you look away from the horrible thing that happened to you to show appreciation for 10 days where you would just love the fact your daughter was there with you. That's amazing. That shows a lot of character, man. Uh-huh. Thanks. Well, you got, you, got, you got to find the good and the bad. People don't want to do that. They want to find only the bad so they can blame it on you. Yeah, exactly. It's disgusting. Wow. Right. But, yeah, I just thought I'd chime in about that. Because that, that whole college tuition thing just <laughs> pissed me off. It's like, yeah. why are they still entitled to it? They never it never got used towards any of it. Unbelievable. Well, Tom, stay in touch. I want to hear more from you, man. You're my kind of guy. I'll tell you that. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye. Bye. 
Wouldn't you like to hear your AOCs of the world mm. or the people in the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, the far right, the far left, whatever? He's actually grateful for the 10 days he got because he lost his daughter anyway. I mean, that, that's amazing <sighs> character is what that is. It is. A strong person. Very, very strong. It makes your heart feel glad. I mean, obviously, he's been through tremendous pain, but he remembers the joy instead of the pain. That's, uh, I'm telling you, his dad, who lost seven months later, his dad and mom must have done a hell of a job with him, don't you think? That's right. Should have been very proud of him. Man. All right, Tim, we'll make us well, laugh. Let's uh, speaking go. of tragedies oh, involving God, people terrible, named Tom, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Sizemore. Uh, they just die? No, but they have said that they're going to give up. Yep, they're giving yeah. up. There's nothing they can Brain do. Brain aneurysms. Oh. Yep. Oh, Brain aneurysms are not fun. I wouldn't imagine. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, that. that's, yeah, you know, you, you, you always, you hold out hope, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's difficult. Well, it's basically the uh, exact same thing that happened to my aunt. It oh, wasn't an really? aneurysm, but it was very similar. You know, they called it a brain bleed. It was a hemorrhage. On, it's like, is it? A, I don't know. A well, hemorrhage to me is the same thing as a stroke. Is well, a well, an aneurysm is a bulge in the one of the arteries right. in the in the brain, which then and pops they can, and they can pop a bolt mm-hmm. and bleed. I mean, that same thing can happen to what aneurysm in your aorta and your abdomen. Yep. I mean, that same thing can happen. So that's but not one all way, brain but then, bleeds are aneurysms. But then you can also get a, a, a brain bleed or bleeding into your brain from minor trauma. Uh, he could fall and hit his head. I mean, Dissection. Was, there's, there's yeah. people in the hospital at Hennepin County that have fallen on the ice, hit their head, and had bad brain, whether they've had a brain bleed or a subdural hematoma, which is not into your brain, but mm-hmm. puts pressure on your brain. That's what President Reagan had. You know, and he can have to have that drain. So it's, it is, uh, yeah, so, yeah, brain stuff, it's still a black box. It sure is. And when you, oh, when you bleed into your brain, man, that is, oh, it is. Uh, it's usually your there's nothing you can do. A lot, many times there isn't because you get so much swelling that yep. you pretty much die, and you know, or you just lose so much function that you, know, you stop breathing and things mm-hmm. like that. It's god awful, god awful thing. Mm. No question. So, Tim, what other good news do you have for us? <laughs> well, this this will hopefully pull us out of the the, the funk dive. Uh, I just got an email. This kind of looks interesting. It's coming out on the uh, 14th of next month. Uh, it's a movie called Mafia Mama, starring <laughs> oh. starring Tony Collette and Monica Bellucci. Mm. And uh, Mafia Mama follows an insecure American woman, Tony Collette, who unexpectedly inherits her grandfather's mafia empire in Italy. Oh God! I take Sounds... it it's a comedy. <laughs> I hope. Okay, yeah. This says guided by the firm's trusted consigliere, Monica Bellucci, she hilariously defies everyone's expectations. I love Tony yeah. Collette. She's got that edge to oh, her. Oh, she is yeah. fabulous. She God, is. is. She good in everything. She is. You're a hundred percent right. I can't. Wait. When's that coming out? Uh, it's uh, looks like the middle of March. No, oh, no, really? no. Excuse me, April. I was going to say if it were the middle of March, <laughs> that would be a tough one because uh, John Wick. I think it's coming out. Well, that's the twenty fourth. Making another say, John if Wick. You're opening against John Wick, man. Your your yeah. uh, goose is cooked. But no, no, this is uh, a few weeks after that. So, Catherine, when we get back on April 16th, we'll have to go see Mafia Mama. Mafia Mama. Yeah, sounds like a movie you would definitely like. Yes, yes, you're gonna have to suspend a lot of reality for that. I'm sure for that because comedy. So I know, but when the 
Yeah, but when the you know when the Don uh, dies for wh- in whatever way, there's a natural there's a succession. Lot of people there's a and, natural succession yeah. that goes on. Well, it could like be a you know bus accident situation. Just wipe so, out everybody. Yep, exactly. The, the all the top thirty are all dead, so now it's this random woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. So John Wick, the first movie, it's because they killed his dog, so he goes on a rampage. That's correct. So right. how and, do and they the stretch that into four given to movies? Him by his late wife, so that's why. He's in, and, and they stole his car, too. Oh, so, of course, the car. Yeah. So in two, what, they kill his, another dog? Honestly, Tom, do you remember? No, I, I do remember. remember. He just does it because? <laughs> yeah, like, something the, to do? The John, the, I think it's a continuation I, of I think one, you're, basically. I think you're looking into the John Wick movies maybe too much. Probably, yes. You know, It's like the Godzilla <laughs> movie. You know, you go to see that because you want to see the special place in Godzilla. Mm-hmm. You never really go for the story. Yeah, why does Godzilla <laughs> right. keep coming right. back? Right. Why does Godzilla come to Tokyo, break some stuff, and then leave? Why doesn't he finish the job? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, aside I from the fact the... that Godzilla originally was an allegory for the atom bomb. Yep. You're right. That's right. Exactly. Yes, he was. I know the third John Wick had Halle Berry in it, and she was fantastic. And I don't think that she's in this one, although she should be. Really? Because she kicked ass. And uh, I remember there was a scene in there where she had two dogs that will maul you to death if you look at them sideways. And um, one of them got shot, and she got really pissed, and uh, Keanu looks at her, and he says, Hey, I get it. <laughs> you know, telling her to calm down about the dog being shot. <laughs> and, uh, but, but you know who is going to – it looks to be in this one more is Lawrence Fishburne because Lawrence Fishburne – was introduced in number two. I thought for sure we were going to get more of him in three, but we really didn't. I mean, he was in the end, um, and he got all messed up probably by the, the Continental, whatever, that, that hotel where all the mobsters have uh, safe harbor. Mm-hmm. The bosses got together and messed up the Bowery King. So oh, it looks like there's going to be more of Lawrence Fishburne in this one. And he is so damn good in these John Wick movies. Well, Melissa brings up a point about the first movie that I didn't remember. The dog? It was a beagle. Oh, oh no. And it was named Daisy. It was? Yep. Daisy got killed? Daisy the beagle oh. got shot. <laughs> Four days. Daisy. What are you going to do? I, I remember watching that. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, 2014? Yeah, I was going to say something? it has to be. Yeah, it's 2014, almost 10 years. Isn't the, the, a Fast and the Furious 10 coming out? Yep. Yes. I think yep. it's 10,000, yes. actually. <laughs> so so they really are just rolling out these sequels, the franchise sequels. They make so much money, why not? Fast X. Excellent. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, those movies generally, I don't know how the pandemic affected the last one. They delayed it. But generally, those are billion, billion and they a half dollars. They make so much movies. money. Let's see. They Fast make and a Furious ton 9. of money. Worldwide, that is. Worldwide. Yeah. Let's see. Fast and Furious 9, box office. Uh, $720 million against the $200 million budget. Oh, God, that's is just that domestic America. And that's or just box office. I think it's worldwide box, but that's not including, you know, streaming. Other, Marvel. yeah, methods of watching it. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, that's, that's almost all international, actually. Yeah, Americans yeah, don't huge. watch them anymore. Uh, Fast 9, 170,000 or 170 million domestic, which is still yeah. a lot of money, but. International was uh, 
five sevenths of their draw. Yep. So I guess I don't know. Well, I Must be China. Remember seeing? I saw that one with Mike Bryant, and uh, that's the one where they ended up going into space at the end of the movie. Do they, what? They did not oh, ramp man. a car into space, did they? What? They did. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. You're gonna hit the nitrous real hard for that one. Yeah. Haven't they hit the wall, really? Seriously? The jump the shark? Jump the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. jump the planet. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, looks oh, like most highest grossing non-American countries, because America is still the number one, but <laughs> Americans just spend the most. Oh, actually, no. China was the number one. They, it grossed more in China than in America it's, by quite a bit. China China is... Uh... Is a, is it's a bit the like future a, of a, film. It, it, yeah, I think so. It, it, they're culturally, or the things they want to do are similar to what we would be doing in the 60s, 70s. That is very movies, true. Going to movie theaters, a night out. I mean, what, what else? I don't know. There's not a lot of night out things there to do. I mean, there's not a lot of free right. music, free speech, that sort of stuff. And there's things to see. But I wonder, this may be an easy night out for uh, people. Oh, there. and also the uh, cool cars thing. Yeah. Huge in Asia and has been for decades. Oh, sure. Initial oh, D wow. was one of the earliest anime out there. And it's all about just racing around. It's basically Fast and Furious. Yeah. You know. You know, the, and then uh, we, we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the next one. That's rolling out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Part three. We just, we're finally watching all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We're, we have like oh, yeah. two left. But, but they're also, they're trying to, they're doing their series one, two, or was it five, six, seven, and they're going to have this big uh, conflagration of all the superheroes fighting the whatever. The, they just did that, the, Infinity War. You know, they're going to do it again. Oh, so they're of course. Try, which makes sense, which is a wonderful uh, way to uh, bring these things together and get people to watch them or rewatch them the way you are, Andy. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it wasn't rewatch for me. But, I've never seen any of them. But but they are oh, okay. Watch. But so but they are, they are, they're just drag. They're trying to making them up as they go now. I mean, yes. people, people. Oh here here let's get uh, uh, a short woman and we're gonna make her uh, shorty something or other. You know. No. Now we're gonna get. You know. They have all these different uh, people that look at different different shapes sizes. There's too many of them. And they, and they just sort of put a. Oh, what's your super? It's like it's like uh, mystery men. You know. What what's mm -hmm. your, what what is your what is your super superpower? Oh, I get furious. Yeah. You know. Oh, what's your? Well, I'm the shoveler. I have the shovel. I can you know? become invisible, but only when no one's looking at me. <laughs> That's right. So so they have. They they just sort of starting to make up yeah. uh, powers, and of course the power always gets them out of the dire straits that they're in. It, it, it it's it's getting old. Yeah, I mean, Endgame, Infinity War were all right. I didn't think they were as great as everyone says, but there was some definite. There's power creep. It's called, which is basically every movie, everyone gets a little bit stronger because it makes it more interesting. Because otherwise it would just be the same thing over and over. It's like, you know. What is if the this, same thing over and over? Well, that's true. But, I mean, it's like, you know, in the early movies, you know, you watch like Iron Man, the Spider-Man, that sort of thing. It's like, you know, they're having difficulty doing things like, you know, lifting cars and that sort of thing. And by Infinity War, they're like lifting continents and, <laughs> you know, throwing 8 billion ton machinery around like it's nothing. It's just like it's a little ridiculous. That's right. I it's would like to see a reboot of the whole superhero thing where it's more reasonable like it used to be in the 80s and 90s, where lifting a car was considered a big deal. Because, I mean, in real life, it is. No one can yeah, lift a car. Right. Lifting a car is a super thing. I don't think we need to have people punching planets in half to prove how super they are. Well, 
and that's and the point point is you, is a certain point where suspending reality yes, exactly. is is difficult and that's why mafia mama I'd like these things it's the same thing you're trying to suspend reality and what you know and it well this it, it's hard to believe what well, is theoretically enjoy. possible though well, it's theoretically possible, but it, but it's still it's one of those things. You have to suspend your reality, your beliefs, right. and your understanding of the world around us too much. And then it gets, well, this is a pointless thing. Well, it's like a, the difference, like I said, Iron Man is was in the early days theoretically possible. It's, you know, it's a suit that's got jets on it and like a gun in it, basically. You know, it's something that could happen. But by the end of the movies, I mean, like, the helmet was made out of nanotech that you know, it just could like dissolve and appear on your head at will. It basically, uh -huh. the suit could read your mind. The suits could fall, like come apart and reassemble themselves in different configurations. What? It's just, it's really? dumb. It gets very dumb. And I like it when, you know, I like a certain amount of sci-fi fantasy, that sort of thing, but I like it to be something that I could believe that maybe, oh, maybe in 100 years we'll have this. Yeah. But the kind of stuff that you see in Marvel, especially modern Marvel, it's just complete. It's not. It's beyond the realm of fiction even. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. And, and, and I wonder how, uh, Catherine, I wonder how many uh, women would actually be driven to go see this. That really are the uh, big fans. Marvel, actually a lot. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Surprisingly. Because I think a lot of women who go to that, just like a lot of men who go to uh, rom coms, no, are sort of go there like because that. the other their uh, partner wants to go there. So, well, I mean, Marvel has a certain like level of nostalgia for some people. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, you know, if you're a man, you got Black Widow, and if you're a woman, you got Thor. You know, they're always, you know. <laughs> You taking their shirts four. off and stuff. Oh, that sort of thing. So if you're that kind of person, yeah, then you, you got that. And there's also it's just like, you know how Harry Potter appeals to everyone? It's men and women equally, I think, are into Harry yeah. Potter. Women might actually be even more into it. But it's, huh. it's kind of like a wish fulfillment thing. It's like everyone likes the idea of going to, not going to boring, you know, learning math and that sort of crap. You're not learning math. You're learning how to make potions. And you're learning how to pick out a wand. That's fun school. And then when you're done with school, you're a powerful wizard. Not, you know, yeah. a guy with a GED. So <laughs> what? the wish fulfillment thing is a big, big part of it. Oh, God. A guy with a mullet and a GED. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, would you rather be a wizard or working at Burger King? You know, at some point they will remake those films. I don't know. And, uh, they're... You wonder how, how they're going to, what, what sort of different... Powers or potions or whatever they'll they'll mess with something. What, Andy, you and just, said, just in the same way, the Lord of the Rings. They're going to Warner Brothers are going to remake those films now. Yeah, and it's well, been not, it's been just over twenty years since that first one came out. Yeah, I don't I don't even remember the plot to them anymore. Really, yeah. I remember the broad strokes. Yeah, I couldn't. Uh, I tried. I tried to watch the Lord of the Rings thing. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It just it kind of drags. Oh, oh it's just awful. And then, are you mm -hmm. talking the movies or the new series? No, oh, both. The rings of power. Both. Yeah. Mm. Both. I just, I just. The I, movies are very, very slow and methodical. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yet they don't have to be because there's enough, well, enough in the novels about that. But I, I don't know. It just seems like some of the stuff's getting really boring. Mm. Well, it also well, could I, just be the fact that you know, the older you get, the more you've seen. You know, if you're oh. if you're 14 years old, everything's right. kind of new to you. That's very true. Whereas, yeah, you know, you. If you get old enough, you'll have seen everything, basically. 
Are you saying I'm jaded? <laughs> I'm saying I'm jaded. Yeah, there Can you, you believe go. this? Can you believe this? He's straight. He's 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 in this. He's, he's behind that glass, and he knows I can't throw anything at him, or I can't. It won't hit him. Not jaded, seasoned. <laughs> like a good pan. Like a good what? <laughs> like a good like a good iron fry pan. Exactly. Oh yeah. God, here we go. Well, talking about suspending disbelief, Ralph. Um, I reviewed this on the morning show last week, Tom's new show, Cocaine Bear, baby. Oh, yep. God, there it is. <laughs> well, but so it actually did happen, but I'm guessing the movie is a little embellished. A little. Yeah, yeah. A little well, bit. the movie is, uh, picks up, it is the what-if scenario. Oh, okay. The so- bear was 175 pounds in reality in 1985. Uh, died after ingesting some cocaine. Yeah. This movie, the bear is 500 pounds, <laughs> an apex predator, yep. one pissed off mama bear. Oh god! And uh, she she gets a brick in her system, and it's where do I get more? Does it get the cocaine, and then does it find an infinity stone, and then learn how to fly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Pick up buildings. Pick up buildings. Half the forest disappears. Yes. Uh, no, no. So yeah, it's it's just fun. It's it's just a, a a horror comedy, and it's totally ridiculous, over the top. But that's what you you know you're getting it coming in. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. So in you real see a life, lot of ridiculous things happen in movies, but they're set in realistic situations. Here we know it's it's all ridiculous, and we just go with it. It's fun. In real life, did the bear do anything, or did it just die? I think it just died. Yeah, well, I mean, eating an entire brick of Coke will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know what, I've read that you just don't know where to, when you read stuff, who to believe. But somebody wrote about, oh, the bear ingested 35 pounds of Coke. It probably did. I don't know. How much is a brick? How much? How, how many pounds is a brick? Well, I'm I think not, it's a I'm kilo, not, right? I'm not in the wholesale business of illegal drugs, yeah, I so I, I really I can't no get, 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 get into that. I think they're kilos. Yeah. A brick is a kilo? Which would be a... a yeah, one brick is one kilo, so that would be a lot of bricks. Is that 2.2 pounds? Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be like 15 bricks of cocaine, which I think by the third one or fourth one, it would probably be dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it's like <laughs> its mouth would be so numb it wouldn't want to keep going. Because cocaine used to be, people don't know, it used to be used as an anesthetic. It's one of the best yeah. in local anesthetics. Yep. It's one of the best local anesthetics because it numbs it, everything it, it touches. But it also causes vasoconstriction yes so that what so you don't have as much bleeding so mm-hmm. to inject cocaine as a local anesthetic is the best thing in the world because you don't have to add to another drug so yeah, lidocaine can you still use it no no you can but it's it's just not, they don't that, it's impractical to use it's a dangerous drug mm-hmm. no one knows what the ld50 is on it it's just a it it's mm-hmm. not it's not a, a good therapeutic drug yet well, people still use it in people's noses well, when they do rhinoplasty like, i mean yeah if you injected it accidentally got a little too close to a vein yeah patient's dead well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. 
Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant i have a question for you i mean you know yes sir you look at the whole thing, so you you can't use cocaine. Can, will I still put it in Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah, boy. What? How much did – there was actual cocaine in Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. a long and, time ago. Yep. Yeah, and it'd be probably it just the, the world's original energy drink. And they substituted taurine <laughs> for cocaine. That's true. the Red Bull. Well, I mean, does orally ingested cocaine really do that oh, sure. much? Oh, sure. Sure. Well, orally and, – and, and sure, your body absorbs it. Your body absorbs not in the acid in your stomach may affect that, but it still gives you the gives you a little bit of buzz. The show, of course, is best if you uh, if you either smoke it uh, yeah. as a crack mm-hmm. or, you, uh, or you snort it as powder. But yeah, it's, it works better. But if you still get it, get a little bit of buzz and a, and a little tiny, you might get a little addiction from that too. That's why there was a little problem with that original Coca Cola. Uh, no, cocaine. Some... It actually didn't con- contain cocaine. What did it contain? It, it contained. Echgonine, whatever the hell that is, which is a precursor to cocaine. Okay. So it comes from the coca close plant. But, yeah. Yeah, mm. close enough. Mm-hmm. It was, a, in so. quotes, flavorant. <laughs> no, it, it was marketed as a patent medicine. Okay. So this was back in the era, the era where you could get heroin at the local oh, corner store. and cocaine, so. too. Oh, cocaine, yeah. was, cocaine heroin, laudanum, no problem. Whatever you want, you got it. Yeah. You could put some uh, toxic chemicals in some alcohol and sell it and... Yeah, whenever you watch a, West, a Western, there's always the, the women that are addicted to laudanum. Yep, it's always laudanum. Oh, it is laudanum. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yep. They're always addicted to but that. Just, it is crazy to think that, what, 150 years ago, there were basically no laws except for murder. That was like that was like the and one even that law. was even that was sketchy. And out that west. was yeah. If you had a good enough reason to murder someone, you yeah. look the other way. If he stole you my, you go cow. have a gunfight in the OK Corral. Yeah, oh, yeah he stole my horse. So back then, stealing a horse was a capital oh, offense. Absolutely. Well, because if you think about it, I mean, if you're a rancher, 20 miles from civilization, someone steals your horse. Well, there's nothing you can was, do. Yeah, well, that was your transportation exactly. and everything. Yeah. So horse thie- horse thievery was a very big deal back then. I mean, I guess it kind of still is. The horses are pretty expensive. Yeah. But you're not going to get hanged for it. No, not generally. 
Not generally. It's the hell of a conversation you guys are <laughs> having with every crime in America. Yeah, well, you yeah. steal someone's horse. That's like uh, marooning someone on an island. Exactly. You know, if you're out in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. and, you know, and someone steals your horse, or you're sort of, you know, yep. there's a word for that. I don't want to use it, but it's a, there's a word for that. Do you know what the horse word is? Horse thievery. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it has four <laughs> letters in it. On and on and on. It oh. starts with that. And then blah, blah, blah. You know, goes on and on. <laughs> Good so. God. You're hosed? Uh, hosed, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or fosed. You're fosed. You're fosed. Fosed. <laughs> All you right, go. you guys got any more cocaine talk you want to do? Or? <laughs> Welcome to Apparently. Cocaine Talk. Uh, Welcome to Cocaine Talk. Family God. podcast. <laughs> cocaine Talk. Actually, Melissa cocaine. and I watched a newish movie the other day for once. What, what's we, that? We watched Shang-Chi and what's the that? Ten Rings. What is that? What? I like that movie a lot. It's like a Marvel it? movie, but it's unlike oh. most Marvel movies. It's it's um what's the genre wuxia? I think it's uh, called. Yeah, it, it's there's a lot of martial arts stuff going on in this, and it's it uh, it's more of the obscure comics of Marvel. And there's a bus scene in mm-hmm. that. Yes, movie there is. That is spectacular. It reminds me a lot of the um, Rush Hour movies at first because there's a lot of martial arts, but also a lot of comedy. But then about halfway, it becomes very much more Marvel-y. You know, I I think that if you weren't into the Marvel, if you hadn't seen any of the previous Marvel movies, that might be one of those that could be a good standalone movie to watch. Yeah, it didn't really feel I like... Mean, you have characters from the Marvel movies that make yeah. cameos, but it, it's really an entertaining movie. Yeah, it didn't feel yeah. like a Marvel movie, really. No, not at all. In a good way, though, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's Marvel fatigue, let's just face it. Absolutely. I yes. mean, when, when, you're, when your box office for uh, Ant-Man and was Quantumania drops almost 70%. Now, you know, that my buddy and our friend of the show, David Desmelchin, and that's another one that, you know, if you guys want to talk with again, I'm more than happy to help facilitate yeah, that. Yeah, I, um, I do want to do that. Um, he, he has a different role in it. He played a different role in the first two, and now he's an alien in that. So, you know, you kind of want to root for your friends to do well. And, and you know, the movie opened big enough, but to take that big of a drop says something well, about I heard it just... how audiences aren't as much into it or something. Well, that's actually one good example of that power creep I was talking about. So in the first Ant-Man movie, the quantum realm was like this mythical place that you're never allowed to go. Because if you go quantum, then basically the rules of the universe no longer apply. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And then this new movie, I've heard, aren't there just like cities and like bars and shit in the quantum realm? It's like an entirely new universe. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. And it's obviously, it's infinitely small. I mean, it's, it's tiny. It's, again, it's, it's like you enter a different realm. Right, but I mean, like, and it feels like Star Wars too. That's the weird thing. It feels like because of all the different creatures and stuff in there, and and like the Star Wars cantina scene at one point. It's like, okay, this is definitely different for a Marvel film. It's just, it's the fact that it flies (laughs) in the face of the previous movies, where the quantum realm is this dangerous place, Uh which made it interesting. Like the fact that you're, you know, if you absolutely have to go there, you you might not come back, or you need like these gigantic special machines just to exist in there without, you know, 
the uh-huh. probabilities tearing you apart or whatever the hell it was. But now it's just like a place you go to have a drink. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> and I do believe they do, do have a drink down there. Yeah, so, yes. I heard. They, they go to the Quantum Realm to go to a bar. It's like, seriously? <laughs> it's, are you sure that that uh, Ten Rings movie was, did not have allusions to the Quantum Realm? I don't think so. I, you know, I mean, Boy, it just sounds like a, that would be one of the things they would want to. It's like that. Uh, what's uh, Doctor Strange? Oh, Doctor Strange it, was that, all about what, what I'm saying. Yeah. It, that's it, the it, multiverse. It, it, yes. it, it seems like they should, they they would want to bring that in. That's something that would maybe spice up the the quantum realm a little bit. I, now, I the know. most crazy thing that happened in Shang Chi was the living maze thing. It's basically a giant bamboo forest. That's a maze that's constantly shifting, hmm. and it's protecting this like magic city kind of place. It's more—it's much more grounded than any of the most recent Marvel movies, mm-hmm. which is why I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, you know, I, I don't know if superhero movies is your thing, Ralph. I know Tommy's not a fan of them. Catherine, I mean, do you ever take in one? Or another? Uh, I mean, you guys saw Shazam, though, didn't you? I mean, that's yep. DC, yeah. but. There's a sequel coming out to that one, uh, I believe, mid-April. Uh, and I like that a lot. I mean, you know, the problem is right now you have competing studios that are trying to one-up each other. So they eventually form this giant sprawling storyline yep. that leads to the multiverse and all the all the superheroes team together, which Marvel did successfully and DC did not do mm-hmm. successfully. So now they're rebooting it so they can try to do it successfully. It's like the same wash, rinse, repeat kind of thing, you know? Right. Um, and it's just, that's why when a movie like Cocaine Bear comes around, it's like, okay, this, I like this. <laughs> and it's outrageous. It's standalone. There's no way to make like it into it, a universe. You know? The yeah, bear. there's not going to be a cocaine. It's not going to be cocaine bear versus shark. No, no the, the bear has eaten the cocaine. The bear's going to die. Last week, so yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, we need originality, and I think you know, cocaine bear for what it is is original, especially considering that this thing, this in in the story that inspired it, not based on it, inspired it. Uh, they took this idea and they ran with it. Happened 40 years ago, so it took. Well, almost 40 years, 85, to actually get a movie done about that. And it couldn't have been an easy sell. And I think the budget was relatively low, especially in comparison to superhero films. So, you know, all the budgets, all the studio's money, all that stuff is going to the superhero stuff. And then you got the independent films and then the smaller mid-level stuff like uh, Cocaine Bear that get made and people love it. You know, I, I just wish that we'd get more original stuff. What do you think, Kristen? Uh, cocaine bear or superheroes? Those are your two options. Cocaine bear. No, there you go. See, everyone agrees. <laughs> well, she got to meet the cocaine bear, though. So, you know, and get, get tackled by the cocaine bear. Too. I did get tackled. I got like whacked in the head by the bear's <laughs> nose. Mm. <laughs> And then he like threw me to the ground, which I was not expecting. I was in heels and I was like, okay, we're really like, he was a method bear. I will tell you that much. <laughs> method acting all the way. So what is it? An actual, it was an actual bear. Um, it was a man dressed as oh, a bear. Okay. Like, I was going to say he dresses up like a bear as a job. Like he does commercials huh. and 
events and movies and TV shows as a bear. Did the bear have powder on its nose? <laughs> it kept sniffing the powdered donuts they had at the oh, how how method acting is it? You know, I, I did what you know, you you mentioned that there was such a delay in trying to bring out a movie like Cocaine Bear. It's, the incident was forty years ago. Now the movie comes out. You know, there's a writer, uh, Quinn Redeker, and Quinn wrote the um, uh, uh, Russian roulette scene in Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. he was he was a he was a, also a soap opera uh, actor and and, and you no know, it had you know sort of you know really involved in, in Hollywood a lot and he turned out scripts uh, like two or three a year and he said oh yeah no problem I can take them over to MGM they buy them they just buy them they pay he pay me for them they buy them they put them on the shelf put them, they register them, put them on the shelf, and they just have hundreds of these things there. So they just go through the, their archives, and they can pull these scripts out, you know, they've been paid for, and make their movie. So that's kind of, so there's this delay, and there's a huge, I think, a huge volume of just ideas, and they don't use them because they have all these franchises and these sequels that they build on. Uh-huh. That's a long pipeline there, though. Yeah, forty well, years ago, well, almost for well, this, Cocaine Bear. Yeah, well, this when I when I spoke to him about this, that was twenty years ago. Oh my gosh! So the, the, this stuff, they just have this stuff mm-hmm. sitting on the shelf. Well, it's all about the marketing. I mean, and look, I'm a big action figure geek, so I fall for it. But you know, look, if you can help sell your movies by having toys on the shelves and stuff like that, like all the Marvel movies do, I mean, that all factors into the reasoning for this you can't market whether it be t-shirts or whatever from something that people don't know right to come out with it i mean i'm sure now there's going to be some cocaine bear merchandise because the movie's a hit but certainly there wasn't any merch on the shelf before the film that's for sure kristen you have a cocaine bear t-shirt I have a cocaine bear. T- I wore it yesterday. You didn't see Oh, that's it. right. You yes. did wear it yesterday. I wore it for you. <laughs> and that, that's a, is that a studio promotion thing? Yeah, it was a studio promotion. Because I'm yeah. sure now, I'm sure now people are going to want to get cocaine bear. Oh, um, absolutely. Shirts. Well, actually, <laughs> there were shirts eBay. and there was merch already about the real cocaine bear. Really? Because oh, the real really? one is taxidermied somewhere in Kentucky. Oh, God. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, the actual bear. I'm gonna sell my cocaine bear shirt on eBay. It's out there. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. Where is the bear? Taxidermied in a Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington. So what? there you go. If you want to see the real cocaine bear, go to Lexington, Kentucky. God. Go down there and spend a good afternoon with your hill folk people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's going to be like the field of dreams. People are going to come from all over oh, the probably. world to see the cocaine bear. Yeah, it's going to be like the throwing Is the pizza on the on roof. His nose? <laughs> oh, you're the third person to ask that question. Uh, I no, like that. There is not. I'm looking at it right now. I love that. That's a wonderful bit of information right there. You know what? Before you guys, because I know uh, Timmy's got to go in a second here, but. Yeah. I got to tell you, all the people that send messages, and we're getting thousands of messages from people. I mean, it was un- a lot of people signing up for the app. It's doing really, really well. But I got to point out, and I just, I don't want to do it. I'm being forced to point this out <laughs> that people really like Kristen and Tim. Damn it. Yay. I didn't want to say Yay. it publicly. Didn't want to say it publicly, but I'm forced to do it. Better for you to say it than to come out secondhand. You know, people yeah, are talking true. behind your back. Now you say it. Admit it now. 
I am relieved. Kristen, you should. I'm just going to say, before I go, Kristen and I on social media were back and forth about it. And I, I told her about, um, I'd like to weigh in on that whole thing about the Academy announcement of their crisis team. Yes. It, first of all, it. I still think, Tom, I know you're in the minority here. Yep. I just can't see why somebody of Will Smith's stature would have purposefully put his career in harm's way I to know. do a stunt. So I, I'm, I'm still leaning that it was real, mm-hmm. but this whole crisis team thing to me, I think, and obviously it is just publicity because they're reminding people of what could possibly go wrong at these things. And I just think it's just another way of reminding people to tune in. I think it's, I mean, yes. because think about yes. it, a crisis team. No, like Tom says, Put a security guard here and a security guard here. And you're done. And that solves your problem. Yep. It's window dressing. I mean, honestly, they should have already had a plan in place. Let's be honest. I think even going back to the 2016 Best Picture, like, no one knew what to do even in that moment. I'm like, why wasn't there a plan? Because anything can go wrong. But I I, I think, too, you know, we always like to say in politics, it's political theater. Well, this is Hollywood theater, too. Like, we have Uh a crisis team. Everyone's ready. (laughs) Yeah, so so again, I think you're right. They should have announced it a long time ago, just like they admitted that, oh, we should have reacted sooner after it happened. So basically, let's hold it to the last minute so this is just another way of generating publicity for the show because yeah. bottom line is they need those ratings because, it was Kristen, did you say yesterday that SAG, the SAG Awards didn't even air on TNT or it was Correct. it was all streaming or something? Yeah, so they lost their TNT slash TBS contract, and SAG Awards had no network picking them up. There was a deal that was made probably about two months ago with SAG and Netflix, and Netflix didn't have enough time to actually plan a big live stream show for 2023. So they said, you know what, just stream the show, we'll throw it up on our YouTube channel, and then next year in 2024, it'll be behind the paywall on your Netflix app. Hmm. But you can really see, and actually it did pretty well because honestly it was free and it was available on YouTube. So they generated over, just for the live show alone, over a million viewers, which is pretty decent considering there was barely any promotion for it. And what Netflix has done, and I think this is the right move, and Tim, I have a feeling you'll agree with me on this. They're Uh cutting up the segments. So if you only wanted to go and see Jamie Lee Curtis's speech and her win, you just go there and watch that. So they have an extra sort of channel and avenues of, you know, opportunities for views and opportunities for revenue. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see once it makes it to Netflix next year. Well, I tell people that who have cut the cord uh, or just have a digital antenna that most of the local channels have their own apps. And when you go to it, yes, you can stream the entire, you know, 6 p.m. news segment or 10 p.m. or whatever. But you also have the option of selecting the story you want to see. And, of course, each one has a pre-roll ad. So, I mean, yeah, it's just compartmentalizing it like that to see different speeches and stuff. That is definitely a smart move. And, and, and clearly the Academy, it's an antiquated way of measuring an audience now saying, well, you know, it, it only did 10 million on broadcast. Well, because not a lot of people watch broadcast anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, so that's, that's true. Yeah. And the Golden Globes are searching for a new network. NBC's not going to broadcast them next God, year. So they are amazing. in search for streaming. They want a streaming network to pick them up. They need Ricky Gervais back is what they need. <laughs> I love him. Yes, they do. <laughs> All righty. Well, I'm going to run. Uh, 
good to talk with you, Kristen and Catherine and Ralph and Tommy and and uh, uh, sorry, Andy. A- Andy. My mind is <laughs> the whole family. I just saw Andy yesterday, and I it's like Andy. I had a brain fart there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Very there good. Go. Well, Tommy, uh, I will talk with you on Friday. Looking forward oh, wait, to it. Oh, actually, better. not. That's right. No, Don. No, Shelby Don Shelby will be in on Friday. But uh, yeah, we we had planned a long, long time ago to take the grandkids to to Disney World, so we're doing that on uh, Thursday and Friday. So I will be in in Orlando on Thursday and Friday, and then uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. So that'll be good. All right. Well, have a great week, everybody, and uh, we'll talk next week. I like it. Thanks a lot, Timmy. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers, and of course, Kristen Burt now. I'm getting sick of you already. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's a lot of KB. This KB, that, that KB. <laughs> yes, we've got a lot of KBs. That's right. We've got a lot of KBs. No question about it. Just a couple of examples of things that are being sent in. Listener comments uh, from Facebook. Todd, another great show today. Loving the flow and the great vibe from it all. Eric, great to hear immediate feedback from both Brittany and Rudy on Tom's thoughts. The other show felt like they didn't have anything to say. Yeah, remember I would say something and nobody would answer me. Yeah, it was very weird. Well, that, that, awkward. And, and yeah. that's the dynamic of a multi-person show. Yeah, <laughs> is that you rely on interaction in some way. And there's people that do a monologue kind of a show. Bill Burr does his podcast alone, just talks, and and that's a different kind of show. But when you have multi people, it's it's a greater dimension, and you get different thoughts and you know different approaches to things. It's the best way. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. From Instagram, really happy Tommy is back. And Gogo's mom, that would be Brittany. Gogo's mom is super talented. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, oh. super talented? Let me get back to you on that one. Gogo's mom. Gogo, that's so cute that they call her Gogo. Gogo. You should see Gogo. She's got all these pictures of Gogo going at it. It's wonderful. <laughs> and finally, Declan Goff from Score North. Steve Goff is rolling in his ashes. Reposted his picture with you from last night. Damn it! I wish I'd, I wish he'd included the picture because I don't remember the picture being taken. But yeah, Declan works with uh, with Phil and Judd over at Score North. Uh, but yeah, the, the comments are coming in by the hundreds and hundreds, and it's just. I mean, Andy, you guys with Melissa at home, you kind of check that stuff out, don't you? Yep. And it's looking really great from what I hear. I think so. That's what it looks like. Well, I mean, it, uh, the great thing about that is doing that that show and then this show, they're gonna they're partner up very very well. I think, don't you think, partner partners up very well. Oh, I think it definitely does. I mean, how are you feeling? Because this is uh, for you. You're getting to do the show that you wanted to do. I've got to imagine yeah. that, like getting up every day. You know, when you love a job, you're like, okay, it's early. I'm good. This is fun. It's so different than when you get up and you're like, oh, I have to go to work. Totally different thing. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. That's, That's true. very, very true. So, how are you doing? Doing with it all? I mean, you got to get up. Did you? Well, you got up early anyway, didn't you? I get up early. I'm getting up a little bit earlier than I normally would, but it's honestly, it's not that big of a shift. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been able to 
alter my schedule a little bit on the other end so that I try to finish work around 2 p.m. and then have the rest of my day free. So oh, that's not bad no, off at two. No, no, because I normally there. So there's like an hour and a half before I'm supposed to start my other work. But now I've just started to work after I finish up, wrap up with you. Mm-hmm. And that way I can, you know, have the rest of my day. I go work out or go, you know, have lunch with a friend or something like that. So it works out great. Kristen, Magnum. you're turning into uh, the queen of gig work. <laughs> I've always, right? <laughs> yeah. Queen of gig work. That's quite queen a title. Yeah, I've she always, does all kinds of I've stuff. Always, I've been a gigger my entire career, honestly. So yeah. it's one of those. Uh, yeah, I just work under my company and people hire me and, you know, off you go. So, But yeah. it works out really well, too. It's given me a lot of great opportunities. Hey, um, have you watched Alias Grace? I have not watched Alias Grace. It's um, the same writer as Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood. Is that her name? I love this. I think you would love it. And the woman that plays this young Irish girl is so fabulous. And I don't know who she is. Uh, It's based on a true story, apparently, about a young 16-year-old girl that uh, was involved in a murder of her two um, employers. Ooh. And yeah, it's just really done. Uh, the casting is fantastic. Is that the one that Anna Paquin's in? I don't know who these people are, honey. From True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, nice. no, it's Sarah Gaden, Gaden, something. Uh, is but, it? Was it shot it's in Anna Ireland? Paquin in the cast. Yeah, that was. That's who Grace is. Anna Paquin's playing Grace. No, Sarah, whatever. Gavin. Yeah, I'm asking if Anna Paquin's in the cast. Oh, uh, oh yeah, she's she's a housekeeper apparently. Oh, okay, yeah, she she's one of my favorite actresses. I was a I don't know if you watched True Blood on HBO when it had its I think seven or eight season run. I was hardcore into that vampire werewolf show, and oh. I don't like vampires and werewolves that much, but that show was so well done. Well, I think you'd love this. Um, I kind of lost interest in Handmaid's Tale. It just got too dark. and it got a little too realistic. I mean, there's one more uh, season coming, so I'm going to see it out through its conclusion. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, there are times that it's really tough to watch. It's actually pretty brutal. Yeah, and it's pretty brutal. It, I think yeah. it's, I think the trauma of, I, I'm not even a parent, but I think the trauma of like losing a child and having a child and yeah. the way you had that second child. I mean, it's really complicated. And yeah, I, I think they could have I think they should have stopped after last year. I, I think I, that was the intention. And then it's, yeah. got, it's done so well in the ratings that they were like, oh, we can, you know, milk out one more season. And that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So I will see it all the way through to the end. But and I love Elizabeth Moss. She's such a good actress. She is really good in it. And yeah, Samira Wiley. Like there, there's a really good cast in that. So there's there's mm-hmm. certain things that I just sort of oh, I'm like, I, I, I get frustrated sometimes. But I'm like, I'm going to stick it out to the bitter end. OK. You know, I, I, I don't know. You, you, it's making so much money. Let's make people miserable for another year. Mm-hmm. I just cannot. I, the felt life part of that is just too much for me. I just can't watch that stuff. That's how I uh, felt about Walking Dead. We watched a few seasons of that, and I was like, this is just nothing but depressing. Everything sucks. Yep. It's just like watching a bunch of people suffer. Why am I doing this? <laughs> well, that's right. So I just stopped. Yeah, just put, just put, you know, just go, let's go back to the Inquisition and put the cameras up in the torture chambers. I'm sure they'll do that one day. Well, it's interesting because so many European shows, they only do two years, you know, or yeah. three. 
yeah. or even Particularly one. British, yeah. A lot of them, a lot of them just, you know, they just stop. Very rarely does a show go on for years and years and years. Like, um, call the midwife and Doc Martin and and Doctor Who and all those. They just rarely do it, and I think that's a really good idea because a lot of shows, it's like they've just got a story. You tell the story, and the story ends. The show should end. That's right. And, and keep manufacturing see, things. We're starting to see like a three, four season. Um, yeah. Kind of life, a shelf life for I think streaming shows, and and I think that maybe that's probably like the right, the right mix for a U.S. show. But and especially with budgets being cut, I have a feeling we'll start seeing a lot of shows like two seasons. That's it. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. But the budget's not going to be cut if it's popular. I mean, and you have money coming in. I mean, and I and I, I agree. I think as far as the profitability and the balance between trying to tell a story and not running it into the ground, you know, maybe three, four years in America. But other elsewhere, you know, I think it's a little bit less. I mean, it's like a novella. How long does a novella last? Nine months uh, in Mexico. So they're just not as long. It makes sense yeah, to me. Totally. I was going to say that totally makes sense. And, and I think, like, we can all think of a show that we've loved for so long but they, it went on for a season or two long, and you're like, oh, it was just so unbearable at the end. It was frustrating. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what the, the issue is. You, you get – it's – you know, we keep rolling back to this Marvel kind of thing, but it's that same thing. They're, they're dragging this on and on and on, and it's just getting painful to try to watch any of these things to keep up with the storyline. So, so people abandon I have. I'm not, I'm not going to watch – this stuff it just makes no sense to me so i'm just going to walk away from it and the, so this idea of franchises and, and sequels and prequels and all that stuff it, it just gets gets old because once the once the characters have been developed and once you've told the major part of the story then you're then you're sort of making it up after that you're trying to well you got to come up with something else here what are you going to do oh so and so so and so is going to die out of this well he can't die because he's got a superhero and he's got superpower and it just goes on and on and it, it gets old and they've spun them off into television shows, yep. too. So yep. the, the Marvel Universe got very big very quickly. And I think they weakened the brand and the franchise. And you're starting to see that at the box office where, yes, it'll do great opening weekend. But then it just falls off. I mean, 69% fall off Whoa. Uh, for Ant-Man yeah, between the first week and the second week. That's astonishing. Yeah, because people don't want to see. It, it just don't. It just don't want to see it anymore. That's all we need. We need to get some new stuff. Pull some of those. Pull some of those scripts off those shelves. That's mm -hmm. a, that's, make some yeah, new stuff. Dust them off. Yeah. Hey, give what's going on? Bears. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, give us those cocaine bears and eighty for Brady's. That's that's what people want. Yeah. And they're showing that by going to the box office. What is going on, if anything, or is this a publicity stunt with the CBD stuff and Tom Selleck? Does anybody know I what haven't. I'm talking about? No, no, I haven't oh, heard anything. Yeah, he's got about he's got a farm. I think he grows. Uh, but he grows something hemp. about they're gonna cancel. They're gonna sh kick him off his show or something because of it. They'll make more money off that than they will on a show. I don't know. I was hoping somebody else knew something about it. I heard I nothing about yet yeah, CBD. I know that there was. Um, I know that they were in negotiations with his contract, but I don't think it had anything to do with CBD. Okay. Um, I know that there was contract negotiations with Blue Bloods because they're looking to cut the budget. And On he's Blue very Bloods? expensive. Yeah. 
it, well, he is blue bloods, right? I mean, they don't yeah. have a show without but him. But they're looking to cut his salary and oh. uh, in order to renew it. That was the only thing that I had heard. I hadn't heard anything to, to do with CBD, but I know that that has been kind of an ongoing contract negotiation. Why are they cutting the budget? Uh Everybody is cutting the budget. Welcome to the recession. Yeah. All networks are cutting budgets, cutting salaries. And, you know, and some sometimes it's just as easy as saying, okay, instead of giving you, you know, 21 episodes this season, we're going to do 18 instead. And that may sometimes is the easy way to do it. But if a show that's been on a long time becomes very expensive at the top because, you know, the star is going to make more and more money, sometimes they ask him like, hey, we'd like to keep it running for another season. Can you take a salary cut? Hmm. But, but aren't these shows make, if these shows are making money, honestly, they want to make more money. They're not making as much money as they were. So okay. advertising dollars are down and viewership oh. is down as a, as a long running show. That's just the natural life cycle of it. So I love that but show. Again, as we were just saying again, we just want to milk it a little bit more. <laughs> but I do got to be very honest with you. I absolutely love that show. It's one of the few shows I can, that I've been watching for years that I still watch. It's, it's done very well. And the show has a heart, don't you think? You know, well, I think the show does have a heart. Tom Selleck knows exactly what he's doing. Yep. I mean, if you go back and watch any of the old Magnum PI episodes, they still hold up really well. Yeah. It, it's, he's great. He's a fantastic actor. And also, you have to look at what CBS does in terms of all of their shows. They do them very well. Mm-hmm. It, oh, so it's a, it's a network show? Yep. Well, there, mm-hmm. there's the issue. It's a network show. I mean, that that's... There you go, because no one watches network TV. Well, there, mm-hmm. There's the issue. It's a network show. CBS I mean, that, is, is the one sitting probably the no prettiest one. out of all the networks at this point, but they're all struggling. What was that, Andy? What? Oh, they played well, me a second time. Yeah, they played Ralph's voice a second time. <laughs> I Whoa. It's a, must have been through stream. Oh, it's the quantum realm. Ah. Oh, no. No. Tom's starting to look fuzzy. I'm fading into the quantum realm. Hey, hey, pour me a gin and tonic while I'm there. What are they going to do about that? I mean, I watch uh, Blue Blood streaming, obviously. What are they going to do with all all these network shows when nobody watches the network anymore? That's a good question because, you know, you, you're looking at all of the networks have a streaming app or like a companion app. And do you just move all of those shows over there? What, what becomes of the broadcast networks? They have to be free. Are they just going to become 24-hour local news channels? Yeah. With a little bit of daytime programming? Like, uh, I, you know, I can't even say soap operas because NBC has already moved Days of Our Lives over to Peacock. It's no longer even on the broadcast network. Right. That's exactly the point. I, and, and I love the fact that you brought that up because I've been talking about this, and I guess I can talk about it on this show now. Broadcast television, broadcast radio, you go down the list of the networks and all that stuff. Well, first of all, some of those businesses, not necessarily, you know, the last two, but the first one, a lot of these companies are deeply in debt. And if they're around three years from now, I will be shocked because I don't know where they're going to make the money up. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars here. How do you recover from that? You don't. I mean, you simply don't recover from that. And with you know, when, when we go on a road trip, it's, you're either pulling stuff off your phone or you're listening to Sirius or one of the satellite networks, mm-hmm. which is a digital kind of system, one of the original kind of digital systems. Yeah. But most people, you hit you hit the, Tom, the, the Hubbard Broadcasting app, you hit the button, it hooks to your, your, your car now, 
You listen to the listen to the, the morning show. Your morning show. No, absolutely. They, they not. listen to the podcast. They can listen to anything. They can listen to any podcast in the world. They can. It, it's it's changed. Well, it's, that's the other thing is you're not limited to local content yeah, anymore. Right. You not can anymore, listen to no. literally anything on the internet. Worldwide well, content. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Tapper called in on the show this morning. John Tapper called in uh, about bar rescue this morning, and he said, "Tom, this is great. I can, I've been listening to your show around the world the last week." like well yeah john that's rather nice of you to point out thank you thank you for that uh, yeah it's you can go anywhere um oh by the way Kristen, this is for you he sent it over because i know you had great grave concerns about mark Wahlberg. do you remember that or, or are yes. they wrong Oh, you do remember it. Okay, good. We were talking about mark Wahlberg the other day i think we were yes. talking about his concerns about hollywood and being faith-based and well he just he just sold his house for 55 million so he's okay (laughs) oh well good well he's moved to las vegas so 55 million i will tell you this i will i'm looking at a picture of his house from a from it looks like from a helicopter shot my high school wasn't that big. <laughs> oh my God! Do you know he made? He bought it, I believe, for eight million dollars. Oh, really? And was originally selling it for somewhere, and I'm, I'm throwing out a number, but I'm going to say somewhere like eighty-five million, and I think he got fifty-five, as you just said. Yes. He still made a huge mm-hmm. profit off of this place. I mean, if, it's unbelievable. It's a mega mansion. If I came into a billion dollars tomorrow. I still couldn't justify buying a $55 million house to myself. <laughs> yes. It's, it's just like it's the very definition of excess. Yeah. I don't want to keep it clean. And I understand that he has staff to help him keep it clean. But you still have to have. It's a big part of it. A, a bit of decency of wanting to keep it clean. Do well, you know what like, I mean? You like, can't, as a human being. You can't even use it all. It's a waste of space. Right. I mean, how could you physically? You couldn't Your even. Your mother visit. could have a wing. That's, oh, I suppose. <laughs> think of others, Andy. Think That's the thing. Others. It's like sure. If, share a bathroom. If you have uh, like forty nobody roommates, nobody would have to know you're there. Right. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, you, you get some, and you also there are other responsibilities, just upkeep. And, you, and regardless of how much, how many, how much help you have, you are always going to be in the decision-making process of. The problems, because the the bigger the house, the more expensive the house, the more expensive the problems. You're going to be oh, replacing yeah. faucets, repairing drywall, changing light fixtures, <laughs> just nonstop. Yeah, You've got an... so many staff for that. Yeah, I know, but there are still. there are so many gigantic now in Las Vegas. So yeah. he's trading one mega mansion for another, but yeah. he purposely left California, obviously for tax reasons. Mm, right, <laughs> of course. No state income tax, and he's, he's going to open a studio. In Vegas, that's a, that's the rumor. He's gonna have a have a that studio soundstage there. And he's ah. gonna start making stuff there, turning the turning this chaw sausage smart out there. It's a smart business decision. I mean, I don't blame him, and he's he's got a lot of kids, and you know, a couple of them are really good athletes, and I think he's just you know finding out the best way to make it easier for all of them. Yeah, and, and, and you may and we may find we may find this might be the first step of all of Hollywood moving there because there's less tax. Yep, well, you're less right. tax. You know they can move there. If Hollywood leaves California, that state is they're screwed. Might as well just sink into the ocean. Oh no, they got they got no. plenty of other they got other industries there. They're not a, a yeah. single industry. The tech bubble is not long for this world. Let me tell you that much. So, Massive layoffs because yeah. they were hiring. They were hiring tens of thousands of people they didn't need just because they could. Yeah. Well, and, and lots of startups, smaller startups that are really doing great things in tech, they they aren't doing it in California because they can't. They don't want to pay those wages. It's unaffordable. 
Mm-hmm. It's all true. Uh, we have to go, but I'd like to close the show uh, by pointing out to Kristen Burt that Catherine said, what about a wing for your mother? Didn't say anything about dad. <laughs> no, dad wasn't even brought up. The it package was just mom. deal. You just have your mom. own wing, too, in that place. Well, oh, you have your own house. Oh, you have your own place. Oh, exactly. You're not going to have a wing with her. You're she safe to live with this, Tom. Get out, Tom. Go live in your own wing. Take a hit, Tom. Okay. You get to live above the garage. How's oh, that? thank you. That's fantastic news for me. The mother-in-law apartment. Honest yeah. to God. You get the nanny's quarters. All right. Well, Kristen, we'll talk to you in the morning. All right. See you bright and early. Catherine, I'll see you tomorrow night. Yes. Andy, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Uh, will you? Well, you're not going to do the show tomorrow? You're not going to do the show tomorrow. No, my flight doesn't leave until 1 o'clock. Yeah, our show goes till 1230. Oh, that's right. I'm talking about the morning show. <laughs> you're yeah. You're absolutely right. I will nope. not be on tomorrow. You're, you're nope. right about that. I forgot. Is anyone going to be on tomorrow? Uh, Tevin. Uh, anyone else? Is this uh, going to be me and Tevin? Well, Catherine, you're going to be on, aren't you? Do I, no, I have to drive up to Orlando. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. I guess maybe we won't be doing a show tomorrow or Thursday. No one's going to be on Thursday? No, because Doug's not going to well, be Doug's back yet. Doug's not there, but I thought Jimmy Francis was going to do. I haven't heard from him, so it doesn't sound like he's going to do it either. Well, if he'll do Thursday, then I'll come in Thursday as long as he's got like a guest or something. Okay, I'll reach out to him. And but see So tomorrow is pretty do. much definitely a... Well, unless you want to just take the show over. You can sit Car there and talk about secrets? Dragon Ball Z. No, no, no. Tomorrow's show, I'm saying. <laughs> right. I can't do tomorrow. Sorry, I'm working. You and Tevin could pick up. Who could they get? I don't think a whole lot of people would listen to that. Why not? Um, I don't know. Maybe you should think about it. it. We'll think about it off air. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Well, right. We'll let you know on social media if there's going to be a show, so that's stay nice. tuned. All right. <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow on the morning show. Thanks for listening. Bye.